0: Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I am Connie, and Turkey Trot five k winner Meg is going to tell us all about John Brennan Crutchley. If I ever text you
1: and I'm like, hey, I'm running a five k on Thanksgiving, (laughs) you want to you want to do it with me? It's not me. I've someone has
0: kidnapped you.
1: I've been kidnapped again. And they're posing as me in order to kidnap you also. <laughs> but I know you would say no, and they obviously would not know that. You'd be like, I'm not
0: going, I'm not doing a 5K on Thanksgiving. Who are no, you? No, dude. I'd be like, uh, yeah, sure. And then I would meet the person and kill them. <laughs> That's the only way. A little street justice. A little street justice. But yeah, no, no hate to the people who get up and run the 5Ks, half marathons, and all that. No, like, I'm proud of you. Power- you should yeah. do it. Do your thing, boo boo, but I but I don't am, want to. No. The only thing I want to do on Thanksgiving is eat, drink, and sleep.
1: And nap, yeah. That's those are the appropriate things to do. That's what the holidays for. All right, we'll get into it. Hold on. I guess do you want a trigger warning? It's yes. sexual assault and uh serial killer and um restraints? Yeah, that's a fair one. Okay. Those are your triggers. On Black Friday in 1985 in Malabar, Florida, a motorist came across a young woman attempting to get a vehicle's attention as she crawled down the side of the road. 19-year-old Laura Murphy was nude, she had been beaten, and there were handcuffs locked around her wrists and ankles. Traffic had been passing her for some time, but when someone finally stopped to help her, she was frantic. She begged the man not to take her back to that house and explained where that house was. And of course he wouldn't take her back. The driver of the vehicle that had stopped took her to his own home and called 911 to get police and an ambulance there. An ambulance arrived to take Laura to the hospital. The day before, which had been Thanksgiving, November 21st, 1985, Laura had been hitchhiking to Melbourne, Florida. A man had offered her a ride to her destination because he was on his way to work. He's said it would be no trouble at all. He was going to make a pit stop at his house to grab a notebook that he needed for his job. When they pulled into John Crutchley's driveway, he asked Flora to come into his home. When she declined his invitation, Crutchley got into the back seat and strangled her until she was unconscious. He then dragged her into his house anyways. When Laura woke up, she found her arms and legs tied, restraining her to a kitchen countertop in Crutchley's home. A video camera and film lighting had been set up so that he was able to film himself raping her. Ugh. After being raped, Crutchley used needles to drain blood from her arm and wrist, which he then drank in front of her.
0: Oh, dude, D- what the fuck?
1: I know, we just did a vampire episode. Yeah. And like, su- Surprise, Shotty! It's another one. Uh- uh, uh, gross. And he told, Laura said he, that's what he told her, that he was a vampire and he needed to drink her blood. Um, Yeah, gross. So gross. Laura was handcuffed and locked in a bathroom for several hours before John Crutchley returned to rape her and extract more of her blood for his consumption. So he had raped her in the kitchen and taken her blood and then tied her up and, well, handcuffed her and put her in a bathroom and then came back and did it again, Um, and she was left overnight. But he promised that he would be back for more. He said he had to leave the house, and if she tried to escape, his brother was there, and he would murder her if she tried to leave. Hmm. Fortunately, Laura ignored his warning, because after that, she was like, okay, he's gone, and she was able to break out of the bathroom window and crawl to the road where she was uh, rescued. And I just think it's so scary that you would find yourself in this situation after hitchhiking. And then you have to return to the road and flag down another person who will hopefully save you after you've just been raped and drained of blood by someone who you also had flagged down. That is like it's,
0: it's terrifying. the scariest
1: catch-22 I've ever heard in my life.
0: And we've seen all of the horror movies where the person you flagged down is like the person.
1: Is the person, right. And yeah. I can't, I can't imagine that sounds like Ugh. a... That's a cheating nightmare. But fortunately, again, she was rescued. And at the hospital, doctors determined that Laura had been drained of almost 45% of the blood in her body. Had he returned for another session of torture, she would not have survived that session. And had she not escaped and got to the hospital when she did, they believe that she wouldn't have lived another 12 hours anyways.
0: Oh, my God.
1: John Brennan Crutchley was born October 1st, 1946, as the youngest of three children. He was welcomed into a somewhat affluent family in Clarksburg, West Virginia, with both of his parents, William Bill Crutchley Sr. and Mildred Burnside Crutchley. His mother had been traumatized the year before by the loss of their eldest child, Donna June Crutchley. She lived from August 17th, 1931 to February 2nd, 1945. 14-year-old Donna had died during emergency surgery the year before John was born. Her cause of death was listed as circulatory collapse, which, based on what I read about it, is it's a complete or almost complete interruption of your blood circulation. It can be caused by something going on with your heart, a pulmonary embolism. Like very sudden vasodilation, loss of IV fluids, um, just a lot of different things. But so this 14-year-old died from circulatory collapse. When John was born the next year, Mildred was allegedly disappointed by his birth sex because she had planned on having another daughter to replace the one that she had lost. Hmm. So, for the first six years of John Crutchley's life, his mother dressed him in girl's clothing and treated him as such.
0: Oh, that's traumatizing for a child.
1: Yeah. And in addition to wearing, having to wear dresses and being treated like a girl, I guess, not a girl, uh, Crutchley was also regularly beaten until he lost consciousness and had the tips of his fingers burned, mm. which kind of makes me question what had been happening to Donna to allow like to cause circulatory collapse on a fourteen year old girl. Yeah. I'm not saying she yeah. didn't have like a pre existing condition of some kind, but that just seems weird to me.
0: Yeah, especially that's that's pretty significant abuse.
1: Yeah. And the laws when I was reading about what circulatory uh collapse was and it said like the loss of IV fluids and I don't know, it kind of made me think about him drinking blood too and like linking it back to that. What like was that I don't know. Something's happening there. And I'm not the expert, but my brain was ticking about it.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Crutchley didn't really...
1: In in, in in our medical...
0: medical, (laughs) My medical expertise.
1: (laughs) Um, Growing up, Crutchley didn't really have friends. He spent most of his childhood tinkering with electronics in the basement of his home and that ended up being a kind of a profitable hobby for him because he used it as a means for earning money. He would repair and rebuild people's radios or stereos. John graduated from Upper St. Clair High School in Upper St. Clair, Pennsylvania and went on to earn a Bachelor of Science in Physics from Defiance College in Ohio in 1970. Crutchley was a smart guy. He went on after that. He got a master's in engineering administration at George Washington University in D.C. John had married his first wife in 1969 before graduating from Defiance College. But by 1970, the two had already called it quits. So after graduating with his bachelor's, he moved to Kokomo, Indiana, where he worked at Delco Electronics. What? I know. I didn't even know that when I started this case. And then I was like, oh, I, it's Mo. weird. Because like, I still meet people from the area that I live in. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know. I worked at Delco. Or I know people that worked at Delco. You know, it's just kind of like you knew it was there. And now it's gone. Yeah. Just kind of old weird happenstance. Um, but he worked at Delco as an electronic systems engineer. Before that, he worked in um, Defiance, Ohio at GM, where he was responsible for like installing plant security systems. Crutchley left Kokomo after he was involved in an investigation by plant security regarding missing plant materials. He then moved to Fairfax County, Virginia, and remarried in the mid 70s before completing his master's degree he worked for several high-tech firms in the dc area before he moved to florida in 1983 he began working at the harris corporation in palm bay and usually i don't i feel like i don't like to go into a lot of detail about murderers accomplishments because doesn't give a shit what like i don't give a shit what they did uh but i think it's kind of pertinent to see how ingrained into society he was and just like seemingly smart and it'll be important in a little bit but he just like had a he had a life going you know because Laura Murphy had noted where the house was when she was found um identifying her captor happened pretty quickly and they issued a search warrant for John Crutchley's hole not only was John married still he also had a kid And his wife and child were away for the Thanksgiving holiday, visiting relatives in Maryland.
0: Oh, gross.
1: I think Crutchley knew his turkey was cooked. And yes, that was an intentional Thanksgiving pun. Because when investigators went through his home, the videotape in the camera had been partially erased already. The footage that had been erased was of Laura's rape and evidence of Crutchley extracting and drinking her blood. He was arrested during the 2.30 a.m. search. So I would imagine he came home, saw she was gone. He started erasing the tape and then had that search warrant come down on him. Photographs of his house taken at this time. um, And these are the first ones because his house gets searched again. But during this first search, it showed, among other things, a stack of credit cards, several inches thick, just like as many credit cards as you can imagine in a fat stack. Uh, a collection of women's necklaces and multiple locks of hair concealed in a closet. And the, all of those things were noted, they were written down, but they weren't confiscated during the first search, which we'll get into in a minute. At the time of his arrest, Crutchley was also in possession of a great deal of highly classified information regarding naval weaponry and communications. And after, much later, after this initial arrest, uh, they were going to open an espionage case against him, but it never happened.
0: The, and I'm assuming just by his work history, this is an affluent area?
1: Um, you know, I'm not sure where his, I couldn't, they didn't list where the address of his house was, because usually if there's an address, I go look it up on Google Maps and see. But I would say yes, it was probably a nicer area.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and his employer, Harris Corporation, was highly involved with NASA research and, like, launched stuff at Cape Canaveral. It worked with naval contractors and subcontractors. So, and due to the nature of his work, he had security clearance at the Pentagon, which would gave him access to classified documents. So they found classified information in his home. I mentioned that the credit cards and necklaces and hair clippings were missing, after, went missing after he was arrested because they went back in and did another search. This time... They found a stack of 72 index cards, and these cards contained the names of multiple women and men, along with a description of their sexual performance. That's During gross. The Im- yeah. <laughs> it is gross. During the investigation, they went through and contacted all of these polled people on these cards, and some of them suggested that John had crossed a line from, like, kinky and consensual to non-consensual and restraining. Crutchley's wife had also cooperated in a lot of these acts with her husband, and it's kind of likely that if that evidence went missing, it went missing because of her. She was interviewed by the press during and after her husband's arrest and during the investigation, and she disgustingly called it his attack on Laura a gentle rape devoid of any over-brutality.
0: Uh, you still use the word rape, you dumb. F-
1: There's no such thing as a gentle Yeah, rape. there is no, the rape is rape, you fucking twat. Ew, ew. Yeah. ew. Uh, in his office, they found a number of sexually explicit photographs of unidentified women tied up and gagged while he choked them with his hands. They also found homemade sex tape of Crutchley and his wife and, like, dozens of photographs of women in public places like uh, so he was acting as a voyeur as well just a just a real creep all the way through and through in june 1986 john brennan crutchley pleaded guilty on kidnapping and rape charges in exchange for prosecutors to drop a drug possession charge and to drop the grievous bodily harm charge which he rightly earned for extracting a human's blood. During the sentencing, the topic of the blood came up and Crutchley claimed to have been introduced to blood drinking by a nurse as part of a sex ritual in 1970. And this motherfucker asked that the blood drinking not be considered in his sentencing because he didn't actually drink it. He said that it had coagulated before before he could drink it, so he just couldn't get it down. Not that he wasn't going to, just that it got he couldn't oh, get to yeah, it. Yeah,
0: sorry. The texture changed and it wasn't uh, do it. Can we
1: not I just thought the texture was yucky. Ugh. Uh uh Cretchley's wife never took the stand. Uh, but again, she went on to tell reporters that her husband was not guilty because he was just a kinky sort of guy. That's not kinky. That's fucked up.
0: Yeah, that's not kinky girl. <laughs>
1: Based on testimony at the sentencing hearing, the judge chose to exceed state guidelines and he sentenced Crutchley to 25 years to life in prison with 50 years of subsequent parole. And it seems unlikely that this dude would just make a quick shift from kinky sex stuff to murdering a woman in his bathtub at 40. And guess what? FBI profilers agreed. Um... FBI profiler Robert Ressler was like, actually, you're giving organized serial killer type. And so he instigated additional searches of Crutchley's home because there had been several female bodies found in the county he lived in. And not only that, there had been several women reported missing while Crutchley lived in Pennsylvania as well. However, there was no evidence that was able to link him to those crimes. No. But after his guilty pleas, Crutchley kind of bragged at a news conference that authorities were unable to connect him to any other crimes. He's like, there's no crimes they can link me to. And authorities believe that he may have killed women in Virginia, Maryland, Ohio, DC, and Brevard County, Florida. And I'm going to go through some of the primary ones that he is linked to. And this first one, I'm not fully convinced on but in the ones that follow there is not a doubt in my mind that this man was not somehow responsible for them because uh his in-laws were in montgomery county maryland he was looked at in relation to the murder of 15 year old kathy lynn Beatty and the then unsolved disappearance of sisters katherine lyon and sheila lyon who were 10 and 12. On July 24th, 1975, Beattie had been sexually assaulted and left for dead in the woods in Silver Springs, Maryland. When she was found, she was put in the hospital and she was in a coma for a month before she passed away as a result of her injuries. And that attack on Beattie occurred exactly four miles away from the abduction site of the Lion sisters who disappeared while they were shopping in Wheaton, Maryland on March 20. 5th 1975 so just a couple months prior but in September 2017 uh, a man pled guilty to two counts of first-degree murder for the abduction and killing of the sisters but Beatty's murder is still unsolved as of today and this is the one this next one is the one that really leads me to believe that this man was a serial killer on January 28th 1978 Deborah Rita also, she went by D. Fitzjohn was a 25 year old secretary from Fairfax, Virginia. She disappeared. Crutchley was placed under close scrutiny because he was Fitzjohn's boyfriend, and she was last seen alive at the trailer park where he lived at Waple's Mobile Home Estates. He was questioned several times about his possible involvement, and he claimed that Deborah had visited him the night before, but he fell asleep in front of the TV. And he said that she left when he woke up. Uh, Fitzjohn's skeletal remains were found by a hunter in October the next year. And when Crutchley was arrested in November of 1985, uh, investigators said that they found the business card of the chief investigator on her murder case in his things. So I'm saying that that was probably Mm him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 29-year-old Patty Volansky was last seen by her roommate between 4 and 5.30 p.m. on March 15, 1985. Volansky had decided to hitchhike, left their Florida residence on foot, and was never seen again. Crutchley considered a su- suspect in her case because at his workplace, in his desk, he had her ID card. And he acknowledged uh, that he had hooked her up uh, hitchhiking Six months before his arrest in November of nineteen eighty five, I mean, he said he picked her what how what are the
0: chances? right?
1: Yes, he said he picked her up six months before, and she started making obnoxious, quote unquote, obnoxious demands. And so he kicked her out of his car. And the next day he found her i d card. On the seat of his vehicle, and he just put him in his office, and her body has never been found. But this guy, the last guy who said, Yeah, I did pick her up right around the time she went missing, and also I have abducted another woman. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. A little sus. Uh huh. In addition to Volansky, though, the identification cards of five other women were found by police in Crutchley's work desk. One of them belonged to Nancy K. Brown, who was a 25-year-old native of Rantoul, Illinois. She disappeared while she was vacationing in Cocoa Beach, Florida on June 6, 1983, and her remains were discovered in the Canaveral Groves on March 8, 1984. She died from a blow to the head. So in the area that he worked, she was vacationing in the area that he worked, and he also had her ID card even though she was from Illinois.
0: How is that not enough? Like, how is that?
1: I, don't, I know. don't know. It's not. It's not my case. You know, I. I wish I could. I wish that was like one of our superpowers, where we could be like, "This is my case now," and actually, this guy was guilty, and they're just like, "Yes, we agree," and we're gonna just do whatever you say about it, because I would be like, "Put this mother down. Don't worry, we're not done." Jesus. On On May 1st, 1984, and these are all like between 1978 and 1985. Well, there's one, the early one in 1975, but 78 to 85, very specifically. um, On May 1st, 1984, boaters found the body of a 16-year-old girl floating in the Barge Canal on Merritt Island. Sherilyn Windsor had been reported missing by her mother a month before. Her identification was found from... along with the belongings of 20-year-old Diana Lee Casey, whose skeletal remains were also found on Merritt Island in 1984. Again. So
0: these are not coincidences. These are fucking trophies. Like, these IDs are trophies. A hundred percent. And he had,
1: and they talked about how he had that stack of credit cards, and it kind of just, exactly. and, like, the locks of hair and the necklace. He was keeping things, and his wife knew it.
0: Why didn't they take all of that stuff at first? Was it just they didn't have a warrant to sees or like i I,
1: i'm not sure why they didn't take it at first but i think that initially they thought you know one they still the victim was still alive so they're just trying to find proof that he had taken her right they didn't This is just the tip of the iceberg they didn't realize that all of this other stuff was gonna like come out about him so then when the fbi profiler took over and he's like no uh, i think we need to look a little more closely at these situations and you're going to be so pissed in like five minutes um so in addition to these 23 bone fragments believed to be partial remains of two women were found in some brush outside of u.s route one in malabar florida in january of 1985 some of the bones were identified as the remains of kim walker who was 21 she's from vero beach florida and then the bones of a pelvis, leg, and foot belong to a still unidentified woman. In both cases, cause of death is unknown. Uh, Walker was last seen in June of 1984 getting into a light-colored small car at a Miko convenience store. And Crutchley owned a beige 1982 Nissan Stanza. And then the decomposing body of Lynn DeSantis, who was 40, was found in a ditch in Grant, Florida, November 26, 1985. She was last seen hitchhiking outside of the Colonial Motel where she lived in Melbourne, Florida. Her death was ruled a homicide and identification belonging to both of those women were found in Crutchley's possession
0: this is pissing me off so much it's
1: infuriating it is infuriating and then in 19 but there's just no there's no and i don't understand how this is no evidence because it seems
0: like evidence it seems especially in the case where the girl did it wasn't from there like how did he have her freaking id how did you have her illinois id while she was
1: vacationing in a spot very close to where he lived and worked that's WTF mate. Uh, In 1995, the Naval Criminal Investigative Service Agents, or Naval Criminal Investigative Service Agents, that's hard to say. They began investigating Crutchley because he had access to the Norfolk Naval Air Station during a time when two women were murdered at the base. Uh, Pamela Kimbrew was a 23-year-old Navy messenger. She disappeared on March 25th, 1982. And then her body was discovered floating in her submerged vehicle. Her assailant had attempted to choke her with a clothesline. And Carol Ann Molnar uh, was a 21-year-old Navy clerk. She disappeared on February 6, 1983. Three months later at the Norfolk base, her decomposing body was discovered partially buried underneath the rocks of a seawall. And she had been choked to death. A man was sentenced in 97 to two life terms for the slaying of Kimbrew, but Molnar's murder has still never been solved. In 2010, the Brevard County Sheriff's Office released an image of a skull reconstruction based on the remains of an unidentified woman known only as Brevard County Doe. Some teens had found her remains in a densely wooded area off of Hollywood Boulevard in West Melbourne, Florida on December 15th, 1985, not far from his home. The victim was one of four unidentified women whose bodies were discovered in that area in just 1985. So, <laughs> it's, it's making you mad, I can tell. And so the FBI profiler who was like, no, this guy is, seems like an organized serial killer. This does not just seem like a guy who's into weird sex stuff. He continued to it. He implored them to continue investigating, and he predicted that Crutchley's 25-to-life sentence would result in a release as soon as 1998, and he was wrong in the worst way, because John Crutchley was released two years before 1998. Uh. After serving 11 years, he was released on August 6th, or no, August 8th, 1996, from Union Correctional Institution for good behavior. Behavior. Like, of course he's on good behavior when people
0: are watching. So how long until he murdered again?
1: So when he got out, uh, they were like, well, your mom lives in West Virginia, so we're going to send you to a halfway house there so you have support. But they were like, nope, we don't want him. And then Malabar and Melbourne also were like, no, you cannot send that guy here. We don't want him either. So, Crushley was transferred to the Orlando halfway house, um, to Han Orlando halfway house, to undergo counseling and pay restitution while serving his 50 years of parole. And literally, less than a day after he was released, he was arrested for violating his parole because he tested positive for marijuana. (laughs) And, like, I am not of the mindset that weed is a drug, but he denied smoking weed and he said that the smoke was just blown into his face. And I used but to that, tell my mom
0: that too. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's, mom, obviously my drug test is positive. I was sitting in the car with everyone when it was happening. Um, but that violation of his parole resulted in a sentence of life of imprisonment uh, to be imposed on January thirty first, 1907, under the three strikes law because that was his third conviction. The Fuck first yeah. two were the kidnapping and rape, and the last one was his parole violation. So Crutchley was placed in solitary confinement when he got back, and it was discovered that he had 13 piercings on his genitals, which was in violation of prison rules and also weird in general, and I just wanted to talk about it because I was like, 13? Bro, that's a lot. Yeah, like, in I'm like a piercings? month of you being out, you're just like, I'm going to get 13 dick piercings? I don't know, friend. Something's <laughs> going on up there. It's also, like, where are you putting all of those? <laughs> <laughs> on uh, March 30th, 2002, Crutchley died in prison. Good. Corrections officials reported on April 2nd, 2002, that he had been found dead in his cell at the Hardy Correctional Institute with a plastic bag over his head. And the cause of his death was declared as autoerotic asphyxiation. I'd be like she, that sometimes for this guy for sure, dude. I'm.
0: I feel so sick for the women that he definitely murdered. Had their IDs as trophies. Had their locks of hair, their necklaces. Also, his wife is a fucking cunt. Yeah. What, how? Like, how at how no those point women are, are not he... get. Uh, look, my husband. If they come to my. If, one, I would not be involved in it. Two, they come. I'm like, what do you need? What take anything you want. We've said this before.
1: I was just talking about it at work yesterday. Actually, I was like, look, Connie and I have always said to each other, we are not ride or die bitches. Like, <laughs> if you do something not cool, you're going down, and I'm gonna I'm gonna help him. I'm gonna be like, sorry, I'm not interested. I don't want any part of this. I prefer my boring life. I'm How can sorry, I my stitch? friend. But I did say that if it was a Goodbye Earl situation, like uh, like the chicks song, that we would maybe consider it. However, other if it was this, hell no. No! I'm not hiding there. I'm going to be like, here's all the credit cards, here's the locks of hair. And the locks of hair could have identified some of these people, too. Yep. Which also drives me crazy. I'm assuming his wife left him while he was in prison. I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm not fully sure. I would say yes, but also I feel like she should be considered guilty of something.
0: You know, I feel like she should have went down as well. Dude, I feel like if I saw her in the street, I'd punch her in the face.
1: Hope, hope their kid's not weird. Uh, yeah.
0: It was. It, Look, I'm it all for support. Like, explore your sexual, whatever makes you sexually tick. We're not I here to kink shame you. I do not care what you and your significant other and other consenting that is the key word consenting, consenting adults consenting can do adults, whatever the fuck they want. The I do damn not care. Thing. do whatever <laughs> you want I don't care but also like don't kidnap people and do it because it makes me I mean we've seen it in so many cases where the wife just goes along with it because that's what the husband wants and they do some pretty horrific things as a duo
1: yeah and she is just as guilty
0: as even oh, if she sure. just knows about it, she's just as guilty for removing that fucking evidence, and she knows it. Yeah, it's I hope she lives yucky. with a chronic yeast infection if she's still alive. <laughs> I hope you have a yeast infection you can never get rid of. You're just Could walking imagine. around itching. Look, this is going to be so bad for me to say because honestly, I I always feel bad when children are abused. Like I, we've talked about it a bajillion times. You can feel bad
1: for the kid, but you can't feel bad for the adult who didn't handle their shit.
0: What makes authorities think that the mom who was responsible for that abuse, what's any part of (laughs) taking care of that adult? They hadn't thought about that, dude. Yeah, they were like, go to your
1: mom, the one who dressed you like a girl for six years.
0: Yeah. Beat you mercilessly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: But in all fairness, that is him giving, like saying that, that his parents dressed him as a girl and like beat him. So maybe they didn't, but I don't know. And I also want to know what happened to that, the sister, you know? Like
0: that also cloyed in my brain while I was thinking about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm case. with you. I didn't think about that at first, but once you said that, I was like, you know, what kind of going weird? on?
1: Why would a 14 year old girl, and again, maybe she had a pre existing condition. I'm open to everyone's thoughts on it. It's definitely interesting, and um, this guy sucked. And he's got those, but he also has the serial killer eyes—the real dead eyes. And I'm gonna post a picture of him, and you're gonna be like, "Ah, that man's scary." Yeah. Like if I needed, Uh, if I was hitchhiking to the hospital because I was bleeding out, and that man pulled over to pick me up, mm, I'd be like, "I'll wait for the next one. You (laughs) go ahead."
0: We've talked about Not, hitchhiking so many times, and I was talking about it to my mother-in-law. And my father-in-law was in the Marines, and he was in stationed in Italy for, like, four years. She used to just fucking hitchhike in Italy. She didn't even speak Italian. She, was Your just, mother-in-law? Yes, and you know her.
1: <laughs> she is. She's delightful. I, she's just the kind of woman that could get murdered. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's what I told she's, her.
0: She it's like... like we just didn't think about it. We, and she tells me that all the time about all sorts of things that Generation X did that we did that we don't do. And she's like, yeah, Gen X, we, we did this. We just didn't think about it. We didn't think about these things. And I'm like, Jesus, what are you thinking? I was like, you couldn't even, <laughs> how did you tell them where you were going? She's like, I would just like point and like say things. And then she, <laughs> and she looked like <laughs> Italian. She was like, it was always such, it was always so funny to me because they would start speaking Italian to me because they think, you know, I look like I'm Italian. I was like, you do look like you're Italian. <laughs> she does. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: And I, I know, I uh, like, that's why people don't hitchhike anymore, right? Because that, when it was prevalent, stuff like this was happening often um, or more often than it should have been ever. Or, or, yeah. Sorry. I feel like I'm, like, talking through my ass right now because it's just so... The idea of hitchhiking to me is terrifying. I wouldn't do it. I did it that uh, one. You have.
0: You have. I, I did it that
1: one. It was three in the morning and it was a motorcycle. I told you
0: I, <laughs> it and ro- I was going to tuck and roll if shit went down. <laughs> and it's the same as lightning. The odds of lightning <laughs> striking twice in the same You're place. Like, I'm going
1: to make it out of here just fine. I actually have another kind of terrifying story to tell you about my youth if you'd like to hear it. I do. And I. And I thought about it because of this. So when I was like, I was 21, I dated a dude. And I've told you this story before. I don't know if I've ever told it on the podcast, though. I dated a dude who told me he was 28. And I bought it. But Like, looking back, that dude was not 28.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so um, I was like hanging out at his apartment sometimes. And there was one time where I got there before he was there. And he was like, oh, yeah, just go ahead and go in. So I went in. And I was like, nope, like nibbing. You know, I was like, doing the thing, You do that here.
0: You do, you I'm just over. like,
1: like I just, I will. I'll just like start opening drawers. I'll look yeah, in your you're fridge. A nib shit. I am. I'm like, what you got going on in here? Just like you said, I could come in. Like if you don't have anything to hide, there shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I was. I was doing that. I was opening. I opened a closet, and there was just a bag of hair. Oh no, <laughs> like, I'm here with <laughs> this. And. It wasn't his hair. It was just, like, long, blonde hair. And I uh, I looked at it, and I was just like, that's weird. Like, I remember thinking, that's weird. And I just said it back, and I went out uh, with my friend later the night, and I told her about it. And she was like, "He's a bag of hair? Get out of there. What are you doing? And she was right. She was 100% right to get out of there. Because I later found out that that 28-year-old man was actually 35. And so not only not only was uh, he lying about his age, but he also had a weird bag of hair in his closet that I found. And Dude, I probably
0: I know What is it with you and these freaking close calls. I, I used don't to know. Think, I used to think like, oh, which is bad luck that first time. But like,
1: <laughs> no, no, I I've talked about it before because I, I, I have uh, we call it we call it Musgrave luck. It's either like on constantly like only good luck or only the worst luck and um i was explaining i was talking to some people again a long time ago about like yeah sometimes bad stuff just kind of happens to me and i was like explaining some things and i was laughing and my friend which she said she was like you know it is funny but it's also really sad meg and i was like yeah
0: you're right it is kind of sad." sad But you're also like you think of it like as bad luck. But sometimes I think of it as like the greatest luck. Like, were you kidnapped? Yes. But did you escape something that was like less than one percent chance? Uh, yeah. Also, yeah. yes, you did. Did probably you, more of the times than I can count. <laughs> yeah. Did you after a hair I bag? Mean, after the bag of hair, I mean, looking back on our situation when you and I went to Michigan and didn't tell anyone and we had like $5 and... Now, lots of... Isn't that what youth is about? It's about close calls. Not those type of close calls, baby. Not those type of close calls. Close calls in. are like, oh, man, I almost got caught underage drinking again. <laughs> Darn. Not, not like, like, oh, I, um- I definitely I almost could have got, got murdered, murdered that time. Again. Again. Again.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right.
0: Imagine being I'm kidnapped smarter you now. and you were just, like, <laughs> just like, not God again.
1: Not again. Don't worry. I know how to handle this. I, you know what? I just got a lot of street cred now. That's what we're going to say. You do. You do have some street, street cred is off the charts. And I feel like I did used to be very naive. And I am not
0: hardly at all you know, anymore. I, I see through a think, lot of shit. I don't, I wouldn't call it naive because I feel like you've always been, really sh- like you said like you had you have a lot of street smarts and you always have been like that i think you are a chronic optimist, optimist. <laughs> so you have always yeah. seen the good in people like it's like you know what um i think they could be a good person
1: <laughs> i think somewhere down in there there's good stuff happened and most gonna of the time to... that
0: works out for you
1: yeah, most of the time you're not wrong most of my life has been good but there's like a five percent where it's just been kind of horrific. And that's okay. We're okay with it. We're doing we, better now.
0: <laughs> doing better now.
1: Thanks We're to a lot of
0: therapy now. and your hair not ending up in that bag. No shit. You know what? That's what, what I'm was thankful just... for this Thanksgiving. The fact that my mm-hmm. hair
1: didn't end up in a bag in some old, old guy's closet. What if it was just like a Princess Peach costume? It was not. Because I <laughs> absolutely opened the bag to feel it because I was (laughs) I wanted to know I know that would have been the smart thing to do I opened the bag and I was like what could this be and like I was like well maybe here's what I thought I was like maybe it's a dog's haircut but the hair was too long not that there aren't long-haired dogs but like for the dogs that he had it was not the dogs and then I was like well maybe it was like someone who passed was making excuses right like could be like maybe it was his like dead sisters but i'm pretty sure he didn't have a sister that had died um
0: you also didn't yeah. know he was 35 so he could have
1: yeah yeah so then there was other things right like it had it just been the hair thing i probably could
0: have <laughs> 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 do you remember the comment we got on instagram that said like all these bad things definitely happened to these girls yeah right oh they've been snapped and stabbed you know- you don't have to believe me. serial killer.
1: Sometimes I don't believe me myself, dude. The thing is, I've known you so long;
0: I absolutely do believe. You.
1: Like I have nothing. I, do I I have
0: nothing to lie about. Like I, why would I at this point? You know what? One could say the guy with the hair in the bag is not the worst guy you've dated.
1: <laughs> at least I made it out of that one without a restraining order. It's true. <laughs> you, it's true. Oh, my God. I don't want to reflect on my life anymore. Stress me out.
0: <laughs> I so end This Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for just being here. <laughs> Same. It's been a rough year. I've said that 2020... 2020- I, like, started 2023 so optimistic. We were so hyped for this year. This has been the worst year without being dramatic of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and you... <laughs> Even when you say without being dramatic, like you are being dramatic. I am. I am. Because <laughs> I'm still here. I'm healthy. My kids are healthy. My husband's healthy. I Everything's good. But it has just been like, it has been. A I lot. feel like I've had 13 piercings in a month on me. <laughs> <about this laughs>
1: like, whole year I feel like so. my dick has been pierced 13 times
0: <laughs> in a month. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> Do you know what I'm thankful for this Thanksgiving? Tell me about it. I'm thankful for that article that that lady used the AI generation for <laughs> on us. The one where you're six feet tall in it. <laughs> and we met in psychology class.
1: I was I was shown it, I was shown that article and I was like, this has to be generated because Connie's not six feet tall. And I just <laughs> like showed a picture of you and me standing next to each other. <laughs> like I'm five, six. I'm pretty sure she's also five, six or maybe five, five. I don't know. Like we're right there. We're right there. Dude, yeah, we are not. I wouldn't fucking But we have talked about, yeah, we've talked about how much we love tall women and like (laughs) how like six feet tall is like the hottest thing a woman can be. And so maybe we just say it so much that it pulled it from our head. (laughs) (laughs) She's not six feet tall. She just loves a six foot tall
0: woman. Okay. (laughs) It's true. It's true. (laughs) And the best part is when it was saying, we're gonna have to post this article because you guys have to read it because it's honestly hilarious. It's, it's very hilarious. funny. Uh, it said like I used to explore abandoned buildings. <laughs> yeah, and it said we met in college. Yeah, and it makes no mention of Meg being kidnapped, which is <laughs> like a pretty significant <laughs> detail of the podcast specifically. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, it was uh that was a doozy. You said you're like, dude, read this article, and I was I started. I was like, no. There's no way a human being wrote this. This has to be someone like plugged in
0: four of our episodes randomly. And that's what it came Mm -hmm. up with. (laughs) I mean, it could be worse. We've talked about some really random things, but that's what I'm thankful for. And I'm thankful for our listeners for putting up with us this year because it's been a rough one. (laughs) Yeah, Shout out to everyone who's tolerated us for a full year.
1: Mm -hmm, Almost. mm -hmm.
0: We're at month 11. I'm ready for this month to be over. I'm thinking. Well, it's almost there, babe. 2024 baby i'm not even gonna say it's my year i just need it to like improve just a tad but it is finish. a year it, it is, is a, a year <laughs> and <laughs> it's i don't not want it to one. be like what a year like i don't need <laughs> that type
1: of year i would like it to just be neutral that's what we're going for happily neutral
0: Uh that's awesome it is well, good i'm, I'm not
1: now. Yeah, I think that's good. Everyone have a lovely Thanksgiving, and I hope you get good deals on Black Friday. Do not torture one retail worker, or I will come to your house and um, poke you in the eye. Don't torture any retail workers. Order that shit online. Don't, like, order (laughs) Be like the rest of us and order it directly to your home. Torture your
0: USPS
1: driver instead. Mm -hmm, But also, mm -hmm. like, leave treats for your delivery drivers during the holidays, because they're Doing the work you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, me. it's me. I'm the one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to gruesome, horrific true crime. We love you, beautiful strangers, and if you love us too, here are some ways that you can support gruesome. Please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcast or a five star rating on Spotify. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us. Follow us at Gruesome Podcast on Instagram or TikTok and talk to us on our posts. Join the Patreon. Sign up
1: to join our True Crime Sticker of the Month Club and gain access to bonus episodes and exclusive Patreon perks. Or if a one-time donation is more your thing, we have a Venmo at Gruesome Podcast and a PayPal via our email,
0: gruesomepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us your questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week and don't forget,
1: lock your windows, lock your doors, and on Wednesdays, we're we're gruesome. gruesome. Bye. Bye.